And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. And with that great verse from 1 Timothy 3 and verse number 16, we introduce another Bright Spot Hour and welcome you in today. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day. We trust that the Lord will richly bless you as a result of the Bright Spot Hour broadcast. I'm your radio preacher, Ben Carper, Bonnie Magaha at the Hammond organ, Naomi Kelly at the beautiful piano. To begin the Bright Spot Hour today, a great old hymn, The Unclouded Day. That'll be a wonderful day, the unclouded day, and you and I are looking into the future for the Lord Jesus Christ to return and to take His awaiting bride out of this world. That'll be a glorious reality and a wonderful day. My friend, if you're without the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not prepared for that day. We urge upon you to call on the Lord by faith as your Savior and to be saved today. This brings us to prayer time. If you have the opportunity, why not pray along with us today on the Bright Spot Hour. Our Father, we thank Thee for the opportunity to enter into Thy presence. We thank Thee, Father, for the privilege to make prayer and that the great God of the universe, the blessed God of creation, is sympathetic unto our cry. And I thank Thee, Father, that Thou hast regarded man and Thou hast sympathized with us. And You gave Jesus Christ on the cross that we might be redeemed unto Thee. And I ask of thee, Lord, for our friends today that hear the Bright Spot Hour, we pray that you'd suit a blessing to each and every one of their hearts and lives. I pray of thee, Father, for this great land. We thank thee for America. And I pray thee, Lord, that America would continue to be, we ask, continue to be a strong nation, a God-fearing nation. We pray for revival in our land, that thou wouldst quicken the hearts and the understanding of the people that live in this nation that men would recognize their need of Christ and recognize their need of the Savior and in the grace of God would call upon thee 
Father, as Savior. We pray thee, Lord, that you would help our government. We ask of thee, Lord, that you would help those that are in leadership in the Congress. We pray of those for those in the Senate. We pray for the office of the President, that you would help these men to be God-fearing men and that they would lead our nation to God and to righteousness. I pray thee, Father, quicken in them a desire to walk with God and to live above the things and the cares of this present world. We pray for our dear preacher brethren, for the smile of approval to be upon them, the hand of God's grace to be upon them in a mighty way. We ask of thee, Lord, that you would help the dear housewife that may be hearing the Bright Spot Hour now. Uh, not, not a lot of people may know who she is, but she has her children there about her knee. Husband's away at work. I pray thee, Lord, that you would bless her, comfort her heart, give her wisdom as she rears her children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We pray thee, Father, for thy help during the broadcast today. May the hand of God be upon us, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. You and I live day by day. We do not know what the future may hold. We know the Lord, and He holds tomorrow. And now Naomi Kelly is going to play that great song at the piano, I Don't Know About Tomorrow.
been a joy this week to have the late Bonnie Magaha and Naomi Kelly with us on the Bright Spot Hour. I have certainly enjoyed their wonderful music, and I'm sure that many of you across the network have as well. We greet our listeners today from WDJS in Mount Olive, North Carolina, WELP in Easley, South Carolina, WYCV in Granite Falls, North Carolina. The Bright Spot Hours work of faith and a labor of love, depending upon the Lord and our many friends to enable this door of radio broadcasting to remain open. I make that statement every day because it is a statement of fact. The Bright Spot Hour is entirely listener-supported. I depend upon the Lord. I bring my case to God's people, my listeners, and I trust the Lord to so bless and enable you that you would be able to stand with us and help us as we labor in the gospel of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. During the month of March, I make available to you my late grandfather's sermon, number 52, on the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon. Now, this is the battle that will close the tribulation period. This is the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ as he returns in power and in great glory. There are so many things that are transpiring. You realize that uh, United Nations Agenda 2030, that's just uh, six years from now, by 2030, is wanting the whole populace to have a digital ID, uh, the mark of the beast. You can't buy or sell without it. You can't bank without it. I mean, all of these things are right before us. And I think it's important for you and me to understand the age in which we live, to understand the Bible from which we read, and to recognize these things eminently before us. The Battle of Armageddon, I'll send the sermon to you on a compact disc. They are $10. I also make available the most popular sermon my late grandfather ever brought, Can God? This was brought on a Sunday night. May of 1973. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? I'd be thrilled to send a copy of this good sermon to you. It is yours for a gift of $10. I also make available the commentary on 1st and 2nd Corinthians, a 303-page, verse-by-verse, line-by-line commentary in which my grandfather deals with every verse and every chapter in Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. Allow me the honor of putting this good book, beautiful green cover, gold lettering, perfect binding, stiff back paperback, handy uh, to the size to hold in your hand. Very well done. I think that you'd be pleased to have a copy of this. They are $20 postage paid to your door. Our mailing address, the Bright Spot Hour, Post Office Box Number 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. Our email, all lowercase, drbencarper at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at Rumble, Getter, Odyssey, Facebook, X, and YouTube. I want to deal today with a matter of prayer in the Bible. We're dealing with the doctrine of salvation, and I've been dealing with sanctification and justification 
and a lot of theological material. And uh, today I'd like to try to deal with the matter of prayer. And I'll deal with this over the next several days. Uh, I heard a preacher back when I was a young preacher boy. This has been 40 years ago now, a long time. And he said, it's easy to preach 45 minutes on the matter of prayer and difficult to pray for 15. And he was trying to make a point, a point which I have never forgotten. That is much easier to talk about the matter of prayer than it is to actually practice the matter of prayer. Uh, you and I should pray every day, but none of us pray like we ought. None of us spend the amount of time in prayer that we ought. The most important thing I do every day is read the Bible. The second most important thing I do every day is pray. My reason for saying that is I think it's much more important for me to hear what God has to say to me in the written revelation of his word than it is for God to hear what I have to say to him. Now, I'm not minimizing the matter of prayer, but I think when seen in its context, the most important thing you and I can do every day is listen to God speak through the pages of his word. I listen to God speak to me through the pages of his word. Now, the term prayer is used in the largest sense. That uh, includes every avenue or every area of communication with God. Whenever you and I pray, I don't want to over-spiritualize or make mystical the matter of praying. I don't want to do that at all. You and I do not pray mantras. We don't pray memorized prayers, much like the praying the rosary. I, I have never prayed the rosary, but I have prayed all of my life as a born-again believer. I've been saved 52 years. In my grandfather's church at Tabernacle back years ago emphasized the matter of prayer, and our Sunday school classes emphasized the matter of prayer, and I learned to pray uh, as a pre-teenage boy, and a young teenage boy, I learned how to pray. I learned how to get on my knees and how to call on the Lord and how to pray and how to make prayer unto God. I don't want to mysticize uh, the matter of prayer, turning it into uh, the recitation of mantras and the praying and vain repetition, as the Bible warns us that we are not to do, we are not to use vain repetition in the matter of our praying. But when you and I pray, involved in the matter of prayer is the matter of worship. I worship the Lord when I pray. There is the matter of praise when I bow upon my knees. There is the attitude of praise. We praise God for His goodness, His grace, His wonderful blessings bestowed upon us. Uh, I think that we ought to praise when we pray, I think we ought to praise when we worship the Lord in our services. If you come to the church that my family and I are members of at Rock Springs Baptist Church, you'll hear a lot of amens in the congregation. And I, I mean more than just while the singing is going on, while the preacher's in the pulpit. 
and he'll say something that uh, strikes at the heart of the people, and you'll hear the congregation, amen, that's right, preacher, preach on, and carries the matter of praise. Sometimes uh, the singers will sing and magnify the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'll look out the congregation, there'll be people standing on their feet, giving God praise. Whenever you and I bow to pray, there's a matter of thanksgiving. We give thanksgiving unto the Lord. We bless His name. We give Him thanks for the goodness and the grace of God that is bestowed upon us in our lives. And all of us are far behind in the matter of our giving thanks unto the Lord. All of us are behind in the matter of thanksgiving. When you and I bow to pray, there's the matter of supplication. I call upon the Lord. I present to the Lord my needs. I, uh, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. There's no need for you and me, in fact, to be an act of disobedience. For you and me to carry around a, a load of burden and a load of affliction. I am told by the Bible that I am to cast my cares upon the Lord. There's the matter of supplication when you and I bow to pray. And then there's the matter of intercession. I am to pray for you. You are to pray for me. I am to pray for my wife and children. My wife and children are to pray for me. I'm to pray for the people in our congregation. And the people in our congregation are to pray for me. We are to pray one for another. Now, the Bible is very definite on this matter of prayer. Uh, there are, are There's nothing in the Bible, in a King James Bible, that I don't believe. But there are some things in a King James Bible that I don't entirely understand. There, there are things and doctrines that I read in the Bible that are definite. I mean, they are definite. There's, there, there's no room for equivocation on the matter. It's definite. It's obvious. But there are other things that I read in the Bible that I'm not totally uh, sure about. In fact, I would not fall out with one of my brother preachers over some things in the Bible. Now, if you teach that salvation is by works, or by human effort, or by water baptism. Well, now the Bible is definite. For by grace are you saved through faith. And if you're going to teach work salvation, then I can't have any fellowship with you. Uh, every born-again believer is a priest in and of himself. If you're going to teach a doctrine that I have to go to a man and have that man uh, uh, serve as my priest uh, here on the earth and go in a confessional booth, now I'm going to fall out with you. I just can't have any fellowship with that. But there are some things in the Bible that I'm that are not definite. I'm just not sure about. I, uh, and I wouldn't fall out with you. I wouldn't demand that you agree with me on some of those areas any more than I would allow you to force me to agree with you on some of these things that are uh, not definite. I'm just I, I just don't entirely know. I was preaching the other day and I told a congregation. I read a scripture and uh, is a bit difficult, and I uh, uh, facetiously looked at the congregation and said, you would like for me to expound that to you, wouldn't you? And the people in the congregation, amen, that's right, Brother Ben, yes, 
Uh, we, we want you to expound that. Explain that to us. And then I, I chuckled and laughed and looked at him and said, well, I would like for somebody to explain that to me because I have no idea what that means. I believe it because I'm reading it in the King James Bible, but I don't know what it means. And until I know what it means, I'm not going to attempt to preach on it. And then I laughingly told them, I said, if you all figure out what that means, write me a letter and explain it to me so I'll know how to expound on it later. Now, having said that, in the matter of prayer, the matter of prayer is definite. It is a definite teaching in the, in the scriptures. And the subject of prayer deals with this matter, especially in the Pauline letters, of supplication and intercession. Those two doctrinal areas are addressed by the Apostle Paul clearly. The matter of supplication and the matter of intercession. Now, there are laws that govern the matter of prayer that we find in the Bible. And you and I recognize that, that when we pray, we are making communication with God. We are talking to the Lord. The Lord already knows what's on my heart. But it pleases the Lord that I should ask Him to provide for me the things that I am unable to provide for myself. The Lord is pleased when I make prayer unto Him. The Lord is pleased when I call upon Him in the matter of prayer. Now, as I read the Bible, I discover that there is a necessity of prayer. And I'd like to cover these, uh, these uh, things that I find over the next several days. If you'll listen to the Bright Spot Hour, of course, tomorrow is the Sabbath and my grandfather will be here by way of recording and then I'll be back on Monday and I'll begin developing these, the Lord willing, on Monday. But in the necessity of prayer, prayer is a necessary opportunity because it is right. It is necessary because it is commanded. It is necessary because the scriptures regard that it is a sin to neglect it. Then I'd remind you again, prayer is a necessity because when prayer is neglected, God is grieved. Then prayer is a necessity because it is the medium through which God bestows His good blessing upon His people then it is a necessity because it is essential for victory over the forces of evil. This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Then prayer is a necessity because of the obligation that is imposed upon us by the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. The, Paul said in Hebrews that the Lord Jesus made supplication for us with strong crying and tears. Then I remind you again, prayer is a necessity because of the emphasis that was given to prayer by the early church. Many times we find the early church praying. Now the Lord willing, I'll come back and deal with this uh, with the Lord's help and the Lord's blessing on uh, coming 
Monday. Tomorrow, my late grandfather, we continue in 2 Corinthians. Then I'll be back on Monday and we'll continue dealing with this matter of prayer at that time. You've been listening to the Bright Spot Hour, transcribed and conducted by Dr. Ben Carper. Check out the website at thebrightspothour.com. Write Dr. Carper at Post Office Box 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. This is Mark Ferguson reminding you to tune in the Bright Spot Hour tomorrow. Same time, same station, same gospel.